I have come to believe over and over again that what is most important to me must be spoken, made verbal, and showed, even at the risk of having it bruised or misunderstood. Audrey Lord. You are listening to the Legacy Atlas Podcast with Dr. Tamika Lett. Welcome back. I hope you're having a great start to your week. And as we work on getting over that hump, I hope I can provide you some motivation in uh, working towards just ending the week good and starting off next week on a good note. But can I please, please highlight Sharday from last week? Amazing. She's so inspirational. And I just thank her again for being on the show and kicking off season three um, with a, a strong point of motivation, just getting to the point of understanding that we can all be thriving in all that we do. And that doesn't negate the fact that we go through things, but I think it shows our resilience in all that we go through and what we can uh, get to if we put our focus on the things that matter the most. And I think that's that's just amazing. It's just a great tool for crafting that lasting legacy. Today, we are talking all about finding your voice and communicating. And um, I, I've heard a term conscious communicating. So just being very aware of the way we communicate. And the quote that I shared, I think is um, by Audre Lorde, I think is so important because many people are fearful in communication. And part of those fears come from vulnerability. Uh, If I tell you what's on my heart, what's on my mind, then you have that and you can use that. But that's also a fear too uh, of letting ourselves go, letting what's in the head go. And sometimes it's scary for other people to know what we're thinking or what we um, have. And that comes from past experiences too. Sometimes we've shared things and people have used it against us, but that shouldn't be um, a point to stop us from sharing and communicating because a lot of the things that we say have purpose behind them. And so it's important to be able to differentiate, you know, when I'm just oversharing and when I'm sharing something that needs to be shared. Two is that rejection. You get that rejection, you in an office meeting and you've voiced your opinions many times um, as I would say as minorities in an office setting, sometimes you get rejected for what you say, because it's not the norm, even if your ideas are not the norm or what's expected or of the majority, it's a lot of rejection um, that comes from that. And many people can stop sharing, but you need to keep on doing it because eventually it's going to get in. Eventually people are going to understand that there are different ways. And when I teach and educate individuals about diversity, that's the one thing, having different people at the table who don't think alike brings about change. It's not the people who think alike and who have the same ideas that bring about change. It's having that person there that says, "Mm, have we ever thought about, could we look at 
Is there another way to go about this? That's what brings the change. That's what's so dynamic. So our communication is important regardless of rejection. And the third reason is being misunderstood. So um, I'm not, I'm very wordy, I would say sometimes. And I've learned to be very concise over the years, getting straight to the point, basically. And people can misunderstand you when you're very passionate. You may have a lot to say within that moment and it can get misunderstood or people just take it as face value, hear some of the things you say and don't hear it all uh, because they have their own agendas. But that's definitely not a reason to stop communicating. One, sometimes you don't need to clarify what you said. You said what you said, period. There, it is what it is. Sometimes the words just lay out and people want to pick them apart because of their own issues. So it, it doesn't need to be clarified. And then in other terms, at times, maybe you feel like you want to help someone better understand your opinion. And it's in a constructive way where it can bring people together. And I think that's a great reason to clarify uh, ideas or thoughts and getting out to the point, especially when you're working towards, um, a common goal and getting to the point of, um, learning and growth. So that's a great reason to, um, clarify in those times. (laughs) So of course, as I always say, take out your journals, cause I'm going to give you four ways, um, that you can communicate consciously, just starting to think about and being more intentful about your communication and understanding the power that your voice has in all that you do. So uh, the first conscious communication is not communicating in anger. We can get very passionate about them, some things, but that doesn't mean that this is the right time to say it. Um, when you say words, sometimes you can't take them back. People remember those words and sometimes you don't mean it, but you're communicating out of anger, out of emotions. You're not thinking about what you say. And a lot of the times people want to take that back, but the hurt and the pain that may come from the things that are being said cannot be taken back. It becomes a memory and people hold on to those and remember the things that you said. And when you communicate in anger a lot, people don't feel like they can talk to you about things because they feel like you're going to blow up about stuff. Um, I know, especially in certain communities, you know, parents not listening and saying, well, it's my way because this is what I said kind of thing. And that pushes the children away and not make them want to communicate with their parents. And that's one of the things that we really have to get away from and changing the legacy, especially in the black community. We think that we are helping uh, by saying, well, it's my way. This is what it needs to be. Don't ask me, you know, anything, but you're really breaking down those communication barriers um, and opportunities to import some wisdom and guidance into uh, the younger generation. So be mindful of not communication, communicating in anger and um, taking your time. But with all that being said, don't dwell too long. So per- first you miss the point, you know, you kind of miss the point when you have something that needs to be said and you're like, okay, I'm going to wait till I'm not 
angry about it anymore. And then you wait a few months and then you, you say it. And I think, yeah, it takes time, but it, it misses the point. It becomes a mute point for, um, those who are you communicating with, especially when it takes a long time to get there. Um, one things happen and sometimes we need to be you know, close to the moment for every party to remember when you're bringing something up from two years ago that you were mad with me about, I probably don't remember what you're talking about. So it's important for us to think about that. Don't wait too long. You still want to address it. If you're at work and there's an issue, you don't want to wait three months down the line and tell your boss, well, you know, I really felt like I should have received that promotion, but that was three months ago. So you just want to, you still want to wait to take your time, but also don't take too long. Um, it it really uh, dims your point that you're trying to make and it can come off to others if, if you're holding on to grudges. And it could be that you're holding on to a grudge because it's been so long and you've had probably plenty of opportunities to address that issue. The third thing is be willing to take constructive feedback. So I think that's the the main thing. A lot of people speak and and want to say what they want to say, but don't want anyone to say anything back to them. And you can't be closed-minded. You can't get to a point where you shut yourself off for communication and think you should dominate a conversation and no one else can say anything to you. Communication is a two-way street. It is how we learn. It is how we gain knowledge and and skills and uh, just understanding about what's going on in different perspectives. And so you should be open and vulnerable enough to take that communication that's constructive and understand that, hey, this is going to help me grow and not just, oh, well, they don't agree with what I'm saying. So I'm shutting down. I'm not listening to them. There's nothing that needs to be said to me. You don't want to have that attitude. And the fourth and last thing is believe what you say matters because it's, it's, just something to say something and not totally believe what you're saying. Make your words meaningful. Be conscious in selecting your words. And you don't have to say a lot of words to have meaning behind them. Um, But you still want to make sure that you're getting your points across and you're saying what needs to be said and what you believe in. And I think that's so important because people say a lot of stuff these days and don't back it up. Um, don't put any thought or feeling behind it. Just blindly just coming out with ideas because it felt good at the moment. But think about what you say and believe in. Have something that you could believe in when you say it. So those are the four ways to communicate consciously. So Can you think of any ways for yourself that you can communicate consciously or did any of these resonate with you? Let me know on social media and I hope this has gotten you over the hump for this week in a way, something to think about as you head into the rest of your week and prepare for next week. Thank you for listening to episode two of the Legacy Atlas podcast, Finding Your Voice. I hope you are inspired to look within and know that you have a voice and it's there for you to go out and do profound things. 
Tune in next Wednesday as we talk all about social justice and reform with our special guest, Dr. Shante Tarver. So I look forward to seeing you all. Have a great week.